Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S, charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good, fabulous Friday morning. It's another fabulous Friday, and we've got three more fabulous guests. First of all, welcome in, Sharon. Thanks for coming back and being the producer this morning. My pleasure. It's one of my happy moments on Fridays. Yes, so it's also a big weekend because my Cincinnati Reds are hosting y'all's Atlanta Braves. It's going to be an amazing series. We've won 11 straight. The Braves have won eight straight. Somebody's got to lose. So... Well, if you this is your first time listening to Charitable Georgia, this is all about positive things happening in the community. And as I said, we've got three more fabulous guests here. They're going to share their stories, and we'll talk about what they're doing within the community and that kind of stuff. So my first guest this morning is Teddy Mathis from Teddy Bear Realty. Teddy, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad you're here because you posted yesterday you were having some medical issues. So I'm glad to see you up and about and, and making it over. Thank you so much. So... A few uh, weeks ago, or I guess maybe a little over a month ago, you shared at the Ackworth Connections your story a little bit. Uh, you are a veteran, so thanks for your service. Uh, you also have um, just a compassion and, and passion for veterans as well as children. So if you don't mind, could you just share a little bit of your story, and then we'll talk about uh, your realty. Sure. Um I grew up in a little small town up in western North Carolina, just uh, a little town called Waynesville, North Carolina. Um, we um, we were extremely poor, um, didn't have a whole lot. And I remember at about seven years old, there uh, there was a uh, uh, a union uh, that put on Christmas uh, outreach for for people like us, and I remember. Uh, uh, going up and getting some oranges and and a little gift from this uh, gentleman and and uh, he reached and hugged me and he said um, he said I love you uh, the Lord loves you and he said uh, uh, you can you can do anything you want to do and uh, that stuck with me and and uh, uh, later on in life when when God blessed me uh, I wanted to to spread that story everywhere I could. So you've also spent some time as in ministry as well. And you, and you said you were in a band as well, right? Yeah. I used to, uh, well at about 11 years old, I started singing in a, in a bluegrass gospel band. Uh, it was called the deals family, uh, kind of a big deal back then in the, in the bluegrass world that happened to be my aunt and uncle. And, uh, I sang with them for the next five years and then, uh, uh, sang, um, uh, in a country music uh, slash southern rock band for about three years. Awesome, awesome. So uh, you were Army, is that correct? Yes, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your story when you were in the Army? Greatest fighting force on the planet. Um, <laughs> uh, I was only in for a short period of time, just under three years. Um, um, but uh, I went in, my first day in the Army was my 18th birthday, and um, uh, about nine months later uh, uh, was when Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm in 1990 uh, started. Uh, we were over there for approximately a year, I guess. Um, and um, uh, honestly, uh, looking back on it now as a 51-year-old, uh, that 19-year-old kid was probably a little young to be there. Um, and... Um, uh, but when you get to see uh, uh, outside of America uh, and you get to see the way we live here, uh, even when I was the poorest of the poor, uh, we didn't live like that. And uh, to get to go over there and, and, um, and fight for freedom uh, of those people, uh, it's one of the, it is probably the greatest success of my life. What was the specific thing that you were doing as in the Army? I was uh, called a wire systems installer. It was basically anything that had wires, sound equipment, um, 
uh, but uh, you know alarms, uh, satellite feeds, things like that, just anything that required wiring. So my cousin was in the Navy. He was over there, Desert Storm, and he was on uh, an aircraft carrier. And I've actually got a pin that he sent me that was one of the pins that held a bomb on the one of the bombers. It was kind of cool. And he told a story that he said all the guys would write their names of family members on the bombs, and then they dropped them. And so I guess my name's somewhere over there, shattered all over. I don't know, but that's kind of cool. Also, if you remember the story, the two Navy pilots that were shot down, and then they we were rescued. They rescued. Yes, he was in charge of the. Um, ejection seats that was his job and so he's the one that worked on them and as a gift for them being alive and rescued and stuff they brought him one of those nice gifts of crown royal gift baskets i don't know i guess he still has it. i don't know if he drank it or not so anyway so again thank you for your service um you are very very passionate about helping veterans right now as well i know i guess uh, what about six or eight months ago, you were collecting some sleeping bags and tents for some homeless vets. Um, other than being, I guess, a veteran yourself, why is it important for you to be part of the community? Well, as far as the veteran community, um, and more specifically, I, I like working with combat vets. Uh, um, that's just me, and and um, I, I love all of our veterans. I love uh, I love anybody who has served the community. But for me, uh, combat veterans make up about one out of four thousand veterans. Um, it's a very small fraternity, and quite honestly, you know, I was nineteen years old, and and uh, one of the the things that I saw that no nineteen year old should should have to, but it's a necessary evil in this world. I saw about 20,000 dead bodies laying across the mm. field in Kuwait. Um, the, the, and my time, to be honest with you, was, was minimal compared to since, oh, you know, oh one and nine eleven and what these uh, young men and women have had to endure, um, was, uh, it's amazing. And, and we do it at such a young age. And, um, uh, no matter how strong, uh, I think I'm a, a very mentally strong human being, uh, but there is a price to pay for that. Uh, 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 Justin here was was a um, uh, a police officer. There, there is a price to pay for that, and so uh, for for me, I just enjoy going up. And if you ever hang out with us much, we've got these dark senses of humor or weird mm-hmm. senses of humor, and and all that and and really only us can can relate um and so i love to to just go hang out with them because uh 22 um uh, uh soldiers a day uh, uh commit suicide uh we come back a lot of times very lonely uh we we come back definitely changed and um and so that's why it means something to me and 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 we you know, we were taught to be very independent and maybe to a fault. And uh, what I try to go around and say is that, uh, um, you know, you got somebody. And if it's nobody else but this old country talking realtor <laughs> that uh, from Waynesville, North Carolina, it's somebody. And that uh, uh, hopefully that makes a difference to somebody. So you're very involved with the VFW in Ackworth, correct? That's correct. You guys have anything coming up you want to share that's any kind of events or things going on that on a regular basis going on there? Um, on a regular basis, if you enjoy certain things, uh, 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 we have uh, karaoke every Friday night. And uh, uh, if you come up, you will hear me sing. It's not as uh, pleasant <laughs> as it used to be. Uh, but um, uh Every, we have a lot of stuff that goes on. Please, you know, go go on Facebook to our our VFW fifty four zero eight uh, webs uh, or page, and 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 it'll keep you up to date. But um, um, we are having a, a great July the fourth celebration. That uh, hopefully um, you guys, uh, the general public, is welcome at the VFW at any point. So. Y'all come and be with us, and uh, every time that you uh, have a drink with us, you support uh, something with our veterans' causes, or uh, if you just want to come and hang out and love on us, so we take that, too. 
Uh, well, I know you're also very passionate about kids, and you're a new grandpa. Yes, I am. Congratulations for being a new yeah. grandpa. Yeah, I had uh, my youngest daughter had my first grandson. It's my third grandchild. Uh, he is absolutely perfect. Uh, he is um, he's just cute as can be, and uh, and I'm going to kiss him as much as I can. There you go. All right, let's talk a little bit about your your realty. So it's Teddy Bear Realty. Yes, and you're based out of where? Uh, out of Dallas, Georgia. Right, but you can work pretty much anywhere. I have about six counties that that I uh, I would say predominantly the the northwest uh, or the northern and western side of of the metro Atlanta area. Can you share any advice for anybody who might be either starting the process or in between or in the middle? What kind of what kind of advice can you give somebody who may be wanting to uh, I don't know look for a house, buy a house, sell a house? Well, um, it's it's one of the most uh, uh, strange, wonderful, exciting, scary times in a person's life is when they're uh, uh, buying a home. And uh, any time that you move uh, something that large as far as monetary value uh, and, you know, maybe you raised your kids there and you're going to sell your home and, uh, you know, that kind of thing, uh, it, it – it, the, the thing that I would say the most is just prepare uh, for the – if you're buying a house, uh, be excited about that. That's where you're going to raise your family. That's where you're going to do whatever uh, there. Um, in selling a home, uh, uh, most of the time it's that uh, you got to realize that when, when you're at that point uh, that it's no longer the place where you raised your kids. I mean, it is, but um, – it's just a business transaction at that point. And so if you're going to sell your home, understand that there's going to be a lot of emotion with it. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a it's a financial transaction and, and be smart about that. So we all know a lot of realtors. There are a lot of realtors out there. Sure. Uh, and this, uh, from my understanding right now, there is not a lot of um, inventory. That's true. Um, and I also realize there's people out there who are not – as repable as some people would want to be so can you maybe talk to talk us through a little bit about how what to look for what to do when you're picking out a realtor that kind of thing sure um you know uh there there are a lot of good realtors out there um there uh, are some that uh, are a little less desirable and 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 it will show uh uh for for most of us in the real estate world that we um, are doing it for the right reasons and that uh, we're not salespeople. Uh, we are agents and agent by the definition is one that acts on the uh, better uh, or on behalf of another in a given thing, right? That uh, And so it's pretty easy to see uh, that when you're interviewing your agent, uh, are they talking about what's best for you? Um, will they, do you feel confident that they have integrity and decency? Uh, check them out. I mean, we, you know, we live in, in Google land today. We live in, in, in places where reviews are. Um, and, uh, I would say that somebody that, uh, is going to be honest with you, even if you don't like it. Um, because again, I'm a real estate professional. This is what I do day in, day out, day in, day out. And um, uh, my clients are not. They may be a professional at something else. Uh, take their advice, um, uh, but be sure that every decision that they're making or helping you make is in benefit to you because that's what our job is. I think it's very important that you talked about that because also I think goes along with that was constant communication. You want to be on constant communication with your your agent, the person working with you. Uh, if somebody's listening and talking, thinking about getting into the real estate world as an agent, what kind of advice can you give them? Oh, um, well, uh, it, it looks a lot more glamorous than it is. Um, you know, uh, we see the uh, the shows on TV, and we think that oh man, this is this is just a glamorous, uh, wonderful, beautiful thing. Well. A lot of times it is going through houses that um, you probably uh, would not want to be in. Uh, it's uh, uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, 
work you know they think that it's wonderful we get to go out there and i just get to show you this house and then throw your contract in on the house and 30 days later i'm gonna make this big wad of money you know or whatever and um uh it's it's not all that um it's it's a lot of hard work actually um but um it is one of the most rewarding careers i'm 51 years old and it's beautiful for me um to to be able to take a young family maybe it's uh, they just got married and they're starting their life and and i get to see that light open up in their eyes when when we do find their home uh or i just got a uh facebook message uh yesterday uh, day before yesterday um that uh, uh they had had their new baby in in their home and and so it's a, it's an awesome awesome uh, industry um but if you think that you're going to just get in and all of a sudden i'm going to make all this money and and it's going to be uh you know it's not a lot of work or or that you're you're sadly mistaken so what made you decide to get in real estate cuz you owned a couple of businesses before right yes sir uh, what landscaping and what was the other one? I, I owned three service companies. I, the biggest one uh, that I owned was a chemical lawn care company. It was called Above Par Lawn Care. I owned it for about twenty years. Um, uh, God blessed me way more than I probably deserved through that. Uh, I did own a fencing and decking company, and uh, and then a little minor home home repair kind of thing. So, what made you decide to transition from those to go into real estate? Well, actually, that was through a, a, a bad thing. Um, um, my wife, I, I, she and I married. We were uh, uh, we had been together since we were children. Um, I think when we got married, I was twenty one years old. She was eighteen years old. Um, uh, we'd been together uh, uh, twenty four years, uh, and unfortunately, um, uh, that ended in a divorce. And uh, we had four just absolutely beautiful children together. She she's a a, a precious woman. She's a, a beautiful lady. Um, uh, but we just didn't see that we were going to make it anymore. And uh, uh, it was not a, a a good divorce at all. Um, it was kind of nasty. And so I I um, lost everything I had. So if somebody's listening and they're wanting to possibly get a hold of you for your services, how can they do that? Um, you can call me. Uh, my my uh, cell phone number is 770-235-7711. Uh, you could email me at uh, teddy at tbrealty.biz. Um, uh, those two, uh, mainly phone. Uh, if you can text, uh, I prefer that, but uh, uh, that would be the way. Awesome. We'll tell you, don't go anywhere because we're not done with you just yet, but I appreciate you sharing your story a little bit. We're going to move over down to Miss Linda Oviatt. Linda, thank you for being here this morning. Thanks for having me. So uh, Linda may not know this because I just thought about it this morning. So Linda used to have a nonprofit, um, and you guys know that I do uh, fundraising and I'm doing monthly trivia shows for nonprofits. Your nonprofit was actually the first one I ever did trivia show for. Yeah, you came in and we uh, we auctioned chairs that night and we did uh, trivia that night. It was down there on Marietta Square. Yeah, so that was a that was a fun night. So thanks yeah, for getting a, me get me started. Yeah, it was Arts of Cobb that was yeah. back with Lauren McBride. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And Miss Lala is still in music today. That's right. So you are a certified. Let me get this right. Certified mental wellness coach. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Can yep. you share what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Um, most everybody walking the planet today has got some form of anxiety, de- uh, and depression, um, uh, just getting up in the morning and f- having that, uh, I don't feel on today and I don't know what's going on. I got a good night's sleep. I didn't eat any sugar. I don't know what's going on. Or maybe you've got a lot of outside stressors. Um, maybe your kids have got some outside stressors. And so mental wellness actually involves the gut health as far and, and so that it's a gut brain heart access. So you also shared your story a few weeks ago at Ackworth Connections and uh, you were very transparent. This led to you, your, your story led to you of why you're doing what you're doing. Do you mind sharing your story? 
Yeah, I don't remember what I said there, um, but I grew up in Miami, Florida. I was part of the first year of desegregation of the schools, and so um, I know your listeners can't see me, but you know you don't put a blue-eyed blonde five-six um, into the uh, inner city and expect her to survive very well. So um, um, in high school, in um, middle school, I had actually flunked phys ed. And the first day of high school, I scaled the fence. So <laughs> <laughs> motivation will be is powerful mm-hmm. on what you want for a result. So yeah, so I did. I got um, first year of desegregation, so I understand all of the both sides of that that thing. A lot of mental um, illness in the family. My brother was um, he committed suicide. Um, he was um, he dressed trans. Um, he was meaner than a junkyard dog, called himself Lisa, looked like Tom Selleck, great car mechanic, but, you know, my sister, I don't even know if she's still alive. I really lost contact with her. Um, grandparents, everything. There was a lot of mental illness there. So um, I think that affected how I grew up, too. Um, you know, not every kid gets to be held, have their parents held at gunpoint in the front yard by your brother. So, um just that makes me cry to even remember that one but um yeah that mental excuse me mental illness is so strong and no one wants to talk about it everybody walks around with this happy face and you're sitting there going i really want to say life I don't know what I can say on radio, but you, know. you can say anything you want. Yeah, FCC is not listening to this. So yeah. at sixty-eight, I've become a little unfiltered on Instagram. You can find me, Linda Unfiltered. Yes. <laughs> I pretty much say how say what I want anymore. Um, but yeah, a lot of that mental illness and that trauma. And then I watch and I listen to people and I listen to Teddy's story and um, different people's stories. And we all walk around with these smiles on our faces, and we don't realize that. We go behind closed doors at night or we get in even our car and we don't even know how we're going to make it to the next meeting. We don't even know how we're going to get lunch out for our kids with a smiling face and, uh, you know, knocking somebody into next week. So, yeah. So I, I, yes, I have been able to make it through. I taught health and wellness. You know, I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I managed, um, I was the director and founder of Our Father's Hands. Mm -hmm. And so that one was called... um, I set up this cute blue sign, Our Father's Hands Thrift Shop and everything. I'm dead in the water. Some kid was in the um, the store, and he said, he's looking at blue jeans, and he's on his phone. He's going, yeah, man, I'm over here, and I'm helping some homeless dude, you know, by just buying a pair of jeans. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, people want to be about something. I want to be about something. So I tore everything off. I did OFH and all broken wood, and it was OFH clothing for a cause. And that is how I took it off. I got to high school. They graffitied the whole building. And, um, yeah, so we started getting a lot of people in there. We raised one hundred and forty grand every year. That's awesome. I was over in Powder Springs area, right? Yep. We put new shoes, new socks, and new underwear on homeless children. I started out on the streets of Atlanta, um, and there's a lot of vets on the on the, on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and people always used to come down, and they wanted to volunteer. And I said, "You're not here at the zoo. You're here with my people. So you're not here to show your kids that their PlayStation is worth something this Christmas or whatever. Uh, you're here to serve people. So just sit down, talk with them, touch." Look in their eye and talk to them. So you were talking about that everything starts with the gut. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that, share that? So some days you wake up and you're just off. You just don't know why. That is a gut issue. There is something going on with the gut. Most everybody walking the planet these days has heard of microbiome or they've heard of healthy uh, leaky gut. Don't have a clue what that means, but there's something off with the gut. It can also have outside stressors. And so you know that when you're um, under a lot of stress, you either, me, I solve all problems through the refrigerator or with a cookie, or you just, you're such nuts that you can't eat. And then you, you're losing weight. You're not looking good. You can tell by some people, their skin, um, even eyes, um, 
every single issue you have starts in the gut. Well, don't forget your happy juice. Oh, I have my happy juice. Everybody thinks I've got <laughs> vodka. You know, they go, is there vodka in there? And I'm like, there could be. So share, I mean. <laughs> share what your happy juice is. Uh, happy juice is actually um, uh, through a product from Amare. The company is called Amare. And there's actually three different products in here. Your first main product is a um, prebiotic, probiotic, postbiotic, and phytobiotic. And so the very, very specific strains of biotics that are for the stomach. And they actually have that ability to connect the, um, make those neurotransmitters fire and the ones that are in your stomach. Because most of your serotonin and most of your dopamine and all of that is produced in the stomach. It's not produced in the head. So um, the second one is a thing called Edge. It's a little scoop of a product and it's um, a nootropic or a nootropic, however you want to pronounce it. It's basically Asian herbs um, that do the same thing as far as mood, motivation, and energy in the body that perhaps some of your look them up. I, well, I guess you, I can say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I've had people come off of Adderall. I've had kids not go on Ritalin or Adderall. Um, and just be amazed after about three days on how they feel and how they can just do life. And they're focused now and they've got the energy back and they have, they feel like they have a new life back. That they just needed the cloud to be lifted long enough they could see the sunshine. <laughs> you know? yes. So that, um, a beautiful piece of it. Some people gain weight, some people just lose weight. They lose weight within the first couple of weeks. They're just sitting there and go, wow, they're just coming off. I go, yes, because we're affecting those insulin levels and how your body's responding to those. So, and then the third product is for energy. It's just natural energy. It's a natural green, tr- green tea extracts or... Um, uh, coffee bean um, extract, so it gives you that little boost. And so I no longer drink coffee. No, oh. I drink coffee on Sunday, just because I like the smell and right. the taste of it. <laughs> right. So is is that where the saying "trust your gut" comes from? Because everything comes from your gut. It does. If you just listen to your gut, a lot of times your gut is telling you. You get those butterflies. Butterflies are talking to you. You're nervous. You're anxious. You're fearful. Something. You know, listen to your gut. Take time. Take the breathing. It's not. Now, I can't tell you all your problems are going to be solved in this cup that I'm running around here. I do look at your lifestyle. I do ask what's in your home. I do look at the toxins in your home. I do want to know what your outside stressors are. I do want to know if you're taking any medications. Um, so we do sit down and just really go over the whole picture and what your what your ultimate goal is. But this is it's just a flipping easy button. <laughs> you know? I I just wrote an article. Did you read it? I, like all the diets since 1930s. You know, it started out with the cigarette diet in 1930, and now we just what was the latest one? Now we're just in the oh, it's um, Whole 30 or no, Hard 75 is the new one. Yeah, diets don't work. You can tell. I'm on a seafood diet. <laughs> you see, I am too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, diets work. Every every. I, I said, why, why? I said I was talking to my daughter because she said, <clears throat> she says, Mom, it's such a struggle. I said, Yeah. I said you can go on a diet ex- right after dinner. You go, Yeah. I'm, we're just going to do this tomorrow morning. It's easy because you're full. You know? <laughs> and the worst thing you can do: don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Oh gosh, no. Because you'll come out with three times what you were going to buy. Yes, you and again, when you're looking at the gut issue, the microbiome issue, you're now you're cutting all of those different cravings. And so those things that you thought that you used to go for all the time, if you're a sweet or a salty person, those cravings have now just gone away and you're not even looking for them. So like Sunday's my cheat day or, or my there's usually one day a week where I can just eat anything I want. It could be pizza, chocolate cake, whatever. Um, I'm on the eighty twenty rule most of the time. But I have a flat out day. I don't even want that stuff anymore. I take a bite and it doesn't even taste good anymore. So wow, that's insane. I know yeah. pizza and chocolate cake together would be good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Heaven. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, certified mental wellness coach is not the same as a psychologist, psychiatrist. No. Um, for those of who those of me listening, that um, you probably can work with them. Yes. But you're not. You can't prescribe medicine or anything like that. So can you, I mean, you shared a little bit already, but share what uh, exactly you're going to do with a, with a client that might want to, what's your services? 
I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to listen. And so I want to know what what have been your barriers? What are your blockers? What are you doing? What have you tried? And so just let you talk that out with me um, because I want to hear where your fear is. And then I want to hear what's your lifestyle like? What is in your home? What toxins, what are, what are the outside toxins that we're talking about? Um, there's so many things from laundry detergent to the shampoo you use to dryer sheets that are going to block your ability to lose weight or even gain weight one way or the other. Or maybe you have allergies or skin issues or things of that nature. There's all kinds of things that, that are environmental. Um, what drugs are you on? Um, what medical issues are you dealing with? So you know, we're going to talk about all of that. So now I'm curious, how does a dryer sheet block your weight? from? Maybe that's my problem. So how does a dryer sheet block you from losing weight? Xenoestrogens. Wow. We come and learn things, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I showed up today. Right? <laughs> yes, there's all kinds of ways, all the toxins. There's over 3,000 toxins that we allow in the United States that you are not allowed in Europe. I can eat food in Europe. I can do things in Europe and things overseas that I cannot do here. That's because probably I don't think the other countries use as much pesticide for one that we do over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Are you, I'm guessing you could probably work with somebody virtually, but it's not going to be as beneficial working with somebody in person, correct? Mm-mm. I can work. I can do Zoom calls. Um, the company is, is uh, global. It's a more global. Um, um, I can offer you a uh, $10 off, you know, coupon for your first order. Right now there's a free, uh, free cute happy juice glass coming with your order. There you um, go, Sharon. I am always in the Everybody likes the juice. free stuff, you know, yeah, the free stuff. But, yeah, no, I can work with anybody um, um, through phone calls, through texting, through Zoom calls, in person. I love in person. We just went through, what, two years of mm-hmm. being isolated. I like hugs. <laughs> so. Yes. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you to, for your services, how can they do that? Yeah, you can just call myself. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. I've been out on the Internet, you know, for a long time with Homeless Ministry, so and in this town for 26 years. Um, 770-241-4302 is my phone number, and you can find me at Linda, L-A-N-D-A, middle initial S, like Sam, O-V at O, V like Victor, I-A-T-T, at gmail.com. And you can get me on Instagram at, at Linda Oviet. Awesome. So other than the fact of wanting to help people in their mental health and their health overall, why is it important for you to be part of the community? Oh, gosh. Um, just, I mean, everything from my own family issues, not realizing that there was help out there. Of course, now all the technology, all of the science that I'm dealing with today is only since in the last 20 years. So it wouldn't have probably been out there to help my family. Um um, with my family, I am now in the special needs community. Um, I know I can help um, with the special needs, um, the autistic, autism, spectrum kids, um, even keeping kids off of things um, that have been diagnosed on the spectrum. Um, adults dealing with anything, knowing what my my brother went through, the veterans and the people that I dealt with on the street, I just know I could have helped in so many ways that I, that I can help now. I'm guessing you talked about technology. So, I, you know, these things right here, for those of you who can't see me, it's the phone, mm-hmm. uh, have ruined, I think, a lot of people, especially teenagers and the younger folks in this world, because that's all they do is spend much time on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you uh, address that at all when you're working with anybody? No, I mean, that's a, a way of connecting. And a lot of times the only way you can connect is through a cell phone. What I'm talking about is the latest in science. There's like six and a half miles of outdated medical journals and medical procedures and things that they thought were the bomb, totally outdated in the Louvre and France. Okay, so you can go sit. So you have to keep up with whatever the latest is and how they're figuring out we have a second brain. And we have a first brain and a second brain, so... Just being able to stay on top of things. All right. So give us a little bit of advice on, uh, actually, I mean, I, I know the biggest thing is just take the first step. But give us a, advice on how somebody can take their first step and reach out uh, to you or anybody else that's in an industry who want to take and get better, get just get healthier. It's taking that first step. And I think community is so important. And so I think that's what I offer most is community. Um, sometimes people like to just stay on the outside of my Facebook page, which is Living Well Made Simple. 
um, you can sit over there and I mean, you can go in there and search everything from eye health to colon health in there. Um, and then I get people liking and then I get people maybe kind of commenting and then I finally get the person that wants to, you know, they'll DM me or something like that and they'll finally reach out. But I think being able to establish that trust first um, is probably the biggest thing and be able to work with somebody. Awesome. Melinda, thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. Again, don't go anywhere because we're not really done yet. So I'm down. I'm going to move over to Mr. Justin Art. Hey, what's up, Brian? So Justin Art Media. Yeah, yeah. Justin Art Media. You are a, a, fir- a former first responder. As Teddy mentioned, you are a former police officer. You've served for Powder Springs and Kennesaw. So thank you for your service for that as well. Um, but you had to kind of reinvent yourself. Uh, yes. Um, and, and first off, thank you, Brian, for having everybody else, you know, like us on, on the show. Uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so I was a police officer, again, not the service level of, uh, you know, the military like Teddy here, but uh, I did serve my community for uh, eight years. I did six and a half years with Powder Springs and then moved on to Kennesaw. And I, unfortunately, I got into a uh, minor car accident and I've got some back issues and I medically resigned in uh, 2020. And so I wanted to work at my own pace. I didn't know whether I should work for somebody right off the bat. And uh, in 2021, I decided to work at my own pace as a business owner, and it, uh, it was very scary. I don't know if y'all experienced the same thing, but um, yeah, it's scary to be on your own and doing your own thing and uh, not having like a strict schedule. So it was uh, definitely a big learning curve for me. Did y'all have like the same experience with that? Yeah, you like uh, to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and pay the bills. Yeah, so uh, how did you decide that it was going to be uh, videography and photography? Yeah, so I've been around cameras all my life. My my parents invested in a camera when I was a very like young child and I was a baby. And so I have all that video footage. I have all the photos of when I was younger. So I saw the value in that very quickly. So I've been having cameras in my hands since, um, you know, when I was in high school and just playing around and doing photo and video stuff, learning how to edit. And I made the decision to go into that sector and provide photo work, video work, and even aerial photo and video work because of the the drone systems that are out there that are available now. You know, so when I was uh, growing up and I learned, you know, people could actually make money doing photography, I'm like, you're kidding me. Dude, it's the best trick in the world, man. I, <laughs> I trick these people into uh, paying me to take their photos. So it's, you started with just the basic kind of like headshots and stuff like that and then, you know, moved into the other things, right? Well, so I I wanted to do like branding photos, like if uh, brick and mortar had like a, a restaurant needed photos of the outside and interior, uh, photos of their food, uh, maybe a video to put online and um, with my back injury, man, I just, I didn't want to lug all that damn gear, dude. You know what I'm saying? All right. Like I, my back's hurt. Like it's injured. I've got some disc issues. And uh, so I decided to just stick with uh, the aerial photo and video work because it was a lot less equipment to uh, lug around, you know? Right. So it's kind of cool. Um, we'll, we'll talk about what you're getting ready to do. You you started a new passion with the uh, photography and stuff, and we'll get to that yes. in a second. But, um, what I think is really cool is uh, you also started uh, some drone things. You're going to be doing some drone shows, video. Yeah. So get this audience. Um, imagine, <laughs> imagine a hundred drones in the sky, all illuminating it in certain sequences, providing like images and animations and graphics and stuff. Uh, a lot of people out there have seen drone light shows already online, and not many people have seen them in person. And in North Georgia, there there are a handful of people who are offering this, but not too many. And I'm part owner of this company called Hot Wing Drone Shows. And the other owners are uh, my friend Danny and his wife, Jenna. So you got anything that you guys are working on some stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So we are gearing up for the holidays. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it takes a while to, to get these, these things done. And we just bought a Christmas show, and we're reviewing it. We're finalizing it here soon. Um, and basically, the show is built online, or not online, but on a um, an application or a program. It's 3D software, and these drone shows are created, and we just got one built. And so if you're f- familiar with like JPEG files, these 
um, these have path files. These these are files that go and get uploaded to one drone at a time when we lay them out on the grid and we press a button and that drone has that one file and information and that drone knows where to be and swarm in a formation with everybody else and we we have a hundred of them. That's crazy. So a lot of times I find you know we we follow each other on Facebook and stuff and I see videos. You say this is my office for the day and a lot of times I see you at construction sites and all that. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. So that's that's mainly my uh, aerial video and, and photo, photography stuff and construction companies and marketing firms. They they need content and uh, the media team, the people who handle the website and the social media. Those people love the office. They don't want to go out in the field because it's hot. Right. It's yep. like, I mean, look how hot it is today. Uh, so they hire people like me to go out and take photo and videos for their content for both digital and print. Well, that's cool. So, all right. So you have just started something that's really cool for photography. You have a passion, obviously, for uh, the community as well, and specifically the veterans. Um, so talk about your new passion and what you're going to be doing. Yes. And, and thank you. And this is the, the only reason kind of why I'm on the show to talk about this because, um, and, with me being out of law enforcement or public safety uh, and me being a little bit more active in the American Legion post 29 here in Marietta down the street, I've kind of uh, thought about starting a project maybe a year and a half ago where I provide professional portraits for military veterans, uh, absolutely free. And I, I think we've figured out a way to uh, partner with the American Legion post 29 in Marietta to provide studio space and a lot certain days of the month for me to come in and provide that service for not only members, but to advertise and bring people from wherever, if they want their photo taken, here's where I'm going to be at these three days out of the month uh, and come at your leisure type of thing. And it's, uh, it's all free uh, there. I just secured my uh, second contract with a government agency, uh, the city of powder Springs uh, actually. So I'll do their portraits on site and that's, that's uh, an expense there that that does cost money. So I want to photograph first responders and and veterans and uh, just uh, highlight the the women and men who serve this country and our local community here. That's awesome. So you were sharing with me too that local businesses could get involved with that, right? Because they can help sponsor. Yeah. So uh, you Harley PD, for example, I know the chief over there. Uh, we actually had a portion of the cost covered by a local insurance agency. Uh, her, her name is Madge Lovingood. She's with the Bird Insurance Agency, and she and her her um, uh, partners actually went there while we did the shoot and got to m- meet and greet uh, all the officers while they were hanging out, uh, waiting their turn to get photographed. Madge and Tara and that group's amazing because they're one of my sponsors too. For the they're a deluxe sponsor for my trivia show all year long. So yeah, they're they're some amazing amazing organization. So. Um, other than the reason of being a former first responder and serving the community, why is it important for you to be part of the community? Well, I think it's important for everybody to be a part of any kind of community that, that you know, they feel appropriate to be a part of. Well, it builds leadership characteristics, right? And, um, and giving back, being able to give back and volunteer and do things for the common good rather than yourself, uh, that, that definitely is important here in the, today's time. And, uh, yeah, I think the younger generation will hopefully, uh, you know, have that in mind or at least grasp the concept of that. If uh, somebody who is listening wants to follow you and learn about when the drone shows are going to happen and where, how can they do that? Okay, so the, the Hot Wing Drone Show uh, company, it's, uh, it's Hot Wing Drone Shows on Instagram, all one word, and they can reach us out, uh, reach out to us there and um, and – the project that I'm started, uh, I'm starting soon, is called Our Local Heroes, and they can find me on Instagram uh, at Our Local Heroes. It's all one word, and uh, that's that's the passion project that I'm working on. So you've actually also approached me and said you well would uh, like to photography some of my events too, and I really appreciate that. We've got some stuff we're going to be working on with you, and I'm um, looking forward to that. So. Um, when you're working on the videography and the photography, is it just a certain amount of Atlanta or can you go all over? What's your range? Oh, well, I generally the metro Atlanta area, I'll, I'll go as far as I need to, if it's, you know, worth, worth the, uh, the return, right. Um, everybody has a price, but I like to stick with, you know, Cobb County, especially cause I, I live, work and play in Cobb and any other outside, uh, adjacent 
counties is fine, but Metro Atlanta area in general. Awesome. He just reminded me of my days growing up because he said everybody has a price, and that was the million dollar man Ted DiBiase's saying. So yeah. well, just, I'm glad I sparked that memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have fun, right? So, right. Uh, all right. If somebody's listening and wants your services for the business, how can they do that? Oh, so it's um, Justin Arndt Media. Uh, you can actually go. It's justinarndt.com is my website, and that's spelled J-U-S-T-I-N-A-R-N-D-T. So you talked earlier, you know, you took the step to start a business, and it was obviously scary. I think all of us in this room have done that. Um, so I'm going to come back to all of you on this question, but, Justin, I want you to start. Give somebody some advice what to do when they, if they're thinking about starting a business. Oh, okay. So you asked me first that they have yes. time to think about it like a good answer. <laughs> All right. So the question is, any advice I can give somebody thinking about starting their own business? Correct. I would say be patient. It's not going to be great right at first, you know, the first start unless, you know, you get lucky um, and that happens. But yeah, give it, give it a chance. I was told three years, that's, that's a long time. And it's okay to have a full-time job and then do something that you're passionate about on the side to see if it grows. Uh, but it'll never grow as, as large as you want it unless you put in a hundred percent of your time. Teddy. Um, boy. Um, well, I've owned a business of some sort since I was 22. Um, I could probably tell you there is a reason that only 2% of the people in America own businesses because it's going to take everything you've gotten and some. And uh, But uh, at the end of the day, uh, probably my biggest advice is, is, um, is get ready to work hard uh, because you're going to gladly do it if it's for you. You will work twice as hard for yourself as you will for someone else. Um, and uh, just like Justin said, when it looks like the rewards aren't there, you're just one one deal away. You're one, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. So, But you better be tough because it's going to require it. Yep. Linda? Be coachable. Um, get a team of people around you. Ask people who've gone there, done it. Um, make sure you have... Uh, two, three people that you can check in with at least monthly run ideas by. They're going to tell you whether you're crazy or not, um, whether they'll be supporting of you. Um, listen to podcasts. Stop listening to the news and start listening to John Maxwell. Start listening to any kind of leadership entrep- entrepreneurial podcast that are going to encourage you to keep on going. Terrible Georgia, too, because it's all about good stuff. Oh, Brian, <laughs> Justin's got if to you mind, probably something that just came to mind is – uh, I would say the second best piece of advice I could be is before uh, before you do go into business, it's just like anything else that you want to have success in, is be as prepared as possible. Uh, one of the biggest failures uh, or causes of failure in business ownership is undercapitalization. We try to start it with nothing. Um, uh, thank God I've had success that way. But all too often, uh, just be prepared and especially be capitalized um, to where that you can have every option that you can to succeed. All of that is great advice. The other things I would add into that, too, is don't be afraid to fail because everybody's going to. And you mentioned John Maxwell. He's got a great book called Fail Forward, and everybody needs to read that book because – it's not a failure. It's your, you know, as somebody else told me too, it's God's stepping stone. Got something better for you. Um, another thing that I would say is get out there and network. We all in this room network. That's how we all know each other in multiple networking events. Um, so I'm going to ask all three of you this question as well. And well, coming back to you first this time, Linda, um, can you share a story about networking that may be uh, a testimonial as how network has worked for you? Oh, gosh. Um, I think the testimony would be consistency. Um, I just had a phone call yesterday from a lady who talked to me last October. <laughs> you know, out of the blue, she has my name and my phone number. Like I said, I'm not hard to find. But um, she called me and she had talked to me last October. Um, 
constantly be thinking about what you can do for others and not what you're looking for somebody to do for you. Amen. Preach it. Connect, connect, connect. Um, It will come back to you eventually. Teddy, you got one you can share? Um, Networking in general, uh, I I don't have just one. I would say that that's a a huge foundation of my entire business. Um, uh, I I think Linda said it best right there is that, uh, you know, for very little money or no no money in a lot of cases, we network at places where we just go have lunch, you know. Uh, But uh, it's, it's a very inexpensive way to to get your name out there but when you do it on a personal level like that uh you know you and i are friends uh you know justin and i are friends uh linda i've known linda for 20 years or right out so uh you know uh, when people see that they can trust you and that they like you uh and that you'll do what you say when you say you'll do it uh you get a lot of um uh, free salespeople for your business because they they want you to succeed. Justin, I I, I agree with uh, both Linda and Teddy here. Yeah, those are all good points. Um, it's hard to follow that they mentioned a lot. Um, I would say to piggyback off on consistency and building relationships. Um, it, it's it's all about you know who knows you, likes you, trusts you. And I guess a testimonial uh, as far as just networking for me, um, yesterday I had a video call with Atlanta Braves, Truist Park, for events. And I was uh, connected to them with uh, somebody who does events, and I did not know her until I knew somebody else at one of these networking events uh, who introduced me to them. So there's like three three chains of people that – you know, led to a video call with, you know, the Atlanta Braves. So um, we're talking about drone light show stuff. And, um, you know, there there might be an event next year that we might be able to to perform for. So That's awesome. Kind of like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's cool. I mean, consistency, right? Because if you're there all the time, people get to know you. And, look, not everybody in the room is going to be a client. Not everybody in the room is going to be a good fit. Um, but I've I've learned that. You know, when I first started networking, I went in that hungry guy, and I was like, here's my card. Where's your card? Where's my card? You know, I'm going to sell you. And then that's obviously not the way to do it because you're not going to get anything. Um, I had, um, you know, Shay Like Butter out of the blue. Now, she doesn't network with us as much as she used to because we don't have really a group out there in Paulding County as much. But she reached out to me two days ago on Messenger out of the blue and told me how much how she thinks this show is about ready to take off. I didn't even know she was listening. You know, so it's just, it's pretty cool because it's just those, those connections. All right. So one thing that I like to do as we're wrapping up the show is I ask everybody the same question too. So we'll get, you guys get to think about this. Uh, but I want you guys each to share one positive quote, word, nugget. So somebody who's listening now can listen today and the rest of 2023 and beyond. I'll get it out. I'm, I can't see past my eye teeth. Um, so. Teddy, we'll start with you. Can you give us one positive quote, Nugget? What can people, what can you share? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. Yes. Linda? Oh, don't worry, be happy. Wow. My mom's favorite song. Justin, what you got? Perseverance. Awesome. And and I do this too now going forward. Again, the simple thank you is a lost art today. So I want to thank each of you. Teddy, thank you for what you're doing for the veterans and the and the and the kids in the community. Linda, thank you for what you're doing for everybody in the community, trying to help people healthier. And Justin, thank you for what you're doing for the first responders and the veterans as well. And thank you all for coming on the show. Remember everybody there, let's listening, let's be positive, let's be charitable.